and we are back on the Free Range Tales podcast. With you as always, Jason Tarasi and Adrian Lozano. So we're your, your host of the show. Uh, today we're here to talk about a different little subject, uh, getting more into land hunting. Uh, we're here to talk about our origin stories of getting into hunting, our responsibilities as hunters, and also how we turn what we hunt into food to provide a nice, beautiful meal for our family and friends. So that's something that I always think about. So kind of to kick it off. Yeah, I definitely think about that every every single time. Yeah, every time you're going out, that's what you're thinking about. But, you know, kind of to kick it off and kind of think, I'm curious because, you know, I'll talk about it, but you're actually the one that got me into hunting a little bit and kind of kicked off one of my, on on land and one of my first times going out. So I'm curious your origin story and how you got into hunting. You know, I always laugh because... You know, when you, you think about hunting, it's kind of the, the, the cliche shit of my, my daddy did it, my granddaddy did it, yeah. my pappy did it. You know, like, that's kind of how Been people got shooting you into shooting since I was forever. Yeah, yeah, Definitely for both of us. That's not the that's way we not got the into case. it at not all. The case. So I'm curious. Yeah. How, I mean, how did you get into hunting? There's got to be a lot of people, you know, like us who, you know, got into hunting later on. Um, you know, so it's, it, this is, it, they got to, you know, relate I got into hunting because of my uncle, um, or yeah, yeah, and my cousins, you know, but mainly it was obviously my uncle leading the charge. Um, I went shooting with him when I was really young. Um, my dad was there, my brother was there. Um, I don't know if my sister was there, she was younger at the time, and uh, we, we went up into the foothills. And this is before the houses were there, man. This is, you know. <laughs> Way back in the day. Now, yeah. now it's probably a housing development of some sort. We were probably hunting right where your house is right now. <laughs> that's, you know? so true. that's That's crazy. <laughs> but uh, we were up in the foothills and we were hunting. And, uh, and, you know, mainly we were out there to shoot a shotgun and to kind of get us young young boys into, into yeah, you know. Show you how, show how you guys Kind done. of like that tradition of, sure. you know, went out with my dad kind of thing. And, uh. You know, we didn't expect to see any birds or nothing, so we were just shooting around. Um, yeah, we didn't shoot nothing, nothing that day, nothing popped and up. Were you doing like rifles? Shotgun? It was just shotgun. shotgun. It was just shotgun bird hunting. Um, you know, I didn't know what I was doing at the time. I was just going just out there walking around with guns, a shotgun, <laughs> going to shoot guns with my cousins and uncle and my dad and my brother. You know, it was just like one of those things where I was super excited for at the time. I remember. Um, but it it was uh it it definitely it came back to me when i was older like in high school where i was it, that that memory lived on in me and it kind of just burned in the back of my mind it was just oh man i kind of want to get out there and it was something i mean it's probably you know kind of why we started this podcast you know just to something in the back of your something mind was that, there something was there and yeah. I think, you know there's that that sense of Sense of danger, you know, something like you're kind of you know, always that you're not, you know, almost that is not taboo or something, but it's almost like right. No one else does it, and I in think a sense just to provide a little context. I mean, we live in the concrete jungle of the, for it's, lack of a better a term, race. the suburbs of of yeah. Los Angeles. Oh, the the yeah. it's you know we're on the outskirts of Los Angeles. You know, if you. Los Angeles is a crazy place because if you drive an hour out of town, two hours out of town, well, there's you bar- can find some wilderness yeah, areas. Yeah. You're out there. The thing is, in downtown, there's just barely any nature, no nature. It's almost like it's man-made nature. Right. You know, it's almost like a man-made park and such. Um, I, re- I remember my cousin moved to, to L.A. This is going off topic, actually, of how I got started <laughs> in shooting, uh, in shooting, you know, hunting. But uh, uh, I remember being there, and this was, you know, I was out of high school at this point, and uh, I just, downtown, he'd go to visit him, and I just remember telling him, like, I don't, this is scary, this, this is, this almost, isn't for I me. feel claustrophobic, right. I can't even see a single mountain, like, anyway, and, and I'm in the middle of the, sh- you know, downtown streets and stuff, and I'm like, any direction I look, I can't even see a tree or a mountain. You know, the trees are coming out of concrete. It's super weird, you sure. know? And I'm 
not a city guy, but I'm on the outskirts and I just, you know, where do you kind of associate with, I don't, I don't associate there. That's all I know. It's, it's, I always, I always say it. I love to visit cities. Yeah. But great place to go visit and never two, three days. And I'm like, all right, I'm out (laughs) of here. I need to go. Like they got some good food. Great place to visit. Great place to visit. But, uh, you know, I'd rather be some other places. And, you know, I think, you know, uh, throughout our, you know, adult life for you and I and our, our relationship, it's been, you know, we always seek these outdoor experiences, whether it's backpacking, climbing, hiking, whatever it is, even just for a day or a weekend or a week, whatever it is, whatever we can squeeze in, we're looking for that solitude that the outdoor experience brings us. And so kind of to, to, to bring it back to that origin story, I mean, yeah. Would you remember the first time you went hunting and like kind of what took you out there? So so basically, uh, this is, I'm well out of high school now, but it's, it, it's that thought that always burned in the back of my mind going right back to it. Um, it now I, I asked my uncle, hey, what do I need to do to go hunting? I, I want to go with you. You know, every year you get super excited. I see this excitement and uh, I want to go with you. You know, what do you like? How, how, what do I need to do? And he said, you know what? You need to go get your hunter safety course done. And then once you do that, then it's like buying a fishing license. It's it, you just go and buy your license and you renew it kind of thing. But once you get your hunter safety course done, uh, then it's lifetime. You don't have to take that course again. So I went down. You know, luckily we live close to a, a shop, Bass Pro Shop, and it's a monster shop. Uh, and they had some deal that was like, you know, you. You pay twenty bucks, but you get a twenty dollar gift card after. So I was like, "This is a no brainer. That's awesome." And so uh, you know, so it was basically a free class, and and uh, I did it, got it done on a Saturday, and got my license. I think it was the very next weekend I went out, and it, we were going to a place, uh, basically for chucker. And I had no idea what a chucker was. Yeah. And, and I, chuckers, chucker's an amazing bird. If amazing you, bird. If you don't know what it is, it's an upland bird species that kind of lives it mainly in like some desert mountainous areas. Some and rough terrain that yeah, you would they, not they, expect birds to super, live in. Super, super hard to access areas. and uh, Very a, little a tough, shrubs. and Tough bird to hunt. Yeah. Very smart, they, very witty. They stay very far away from you. And, uh, so very cool. Like you go up to kind of like the high desert, kind uh, of the high desert. Yeah. California. Yep. The high desert. We went up the three ninety five, I believe. Yes. Yeah. We went I, up the three ninety five, and I went up with, uh, with another uncle and then my uncle was going to, my other, the uncle that got me into hunting, he was going to meet me up there with my two cousins. And, uh, yeah, it was just, you know, few old farts kind of thing and and some some young guys that that don't really know what they're doing with shotguns well my cousins actually they've been hunting their whole lives with their dad you know my uncle so they kind of knew the the ropes and whatnot and what to expect and how to hunt um i had no idea you know what i was getting into um just other than shooting at some cans i didn't you know i never didn't know what the experience was going to bring yeah i never i never really raised a barrel up to an animal so, um, so super interesting. Uh, we went out for a hunt and at this point it was with my uncle that he just said, you know what, it, you know, we're going for chucker. If you see it, you know, you just got to Don't think about it. They're so far away. You just pull up your, your barrel, sight it and pull the trigger. You know, you don't, you just don't think about it. If you think about it, they're just, they're out of range. They're gone. You know, and that's what we were going for is some chuckers. So, you know, it, it was, uh, I was, we were walking down this like riverbed and I spooked a quail and it was quail season. So they were open game. We didn't expect to see any quail. I just instinctively turned to my left because I heard this flapping wing bird, you know, taking off and it just took off. And I was like, I just... I just thought, don't hesitate. So I <laughs> lifted up my shotgun that my uncle who got me into the uh, sport, he let me borrow. And I just lifted it up and put the bead on it and just pulled the trigger and it, it dropped it. Well, um, 
the the funny thing was <laughs> first okay this is my first hunt first trigger pull first bird and I shoot it and it drops and then my my other my other uncle he had said you know reload they're gonna start jumping you know because he he immediately knew what it was it was a quail I had no idea what it was I just it was a bird basically <laughs> if it flies it dies man if it, it flies it dies man <laughs> if that's not on a koozie it should be. <laughs> If it flies, it dies. Uh, that that was my mindset. Um, so I I I shot it. I'm trying to reload. Well, I had bought ammo for this shotgun that I had borrowed because I didn't want to use my uncle's you know shells, and he was going to meet me later. So, anyways, um, I you know I went out and bought them, and you know he just said you know the the shot size like you know nine, eight, eight and a half, seven. Yeah, right, There's right, all right. you know. So I, I went and bought the shot size, but I didn't see the actual length. Well, his shotgun was a two and three quarter. <laughs> it was a two and three quarter shotgun shell size, but I shot a three inch. And <laughs> so when I blasted it, the uh, if if you're not familiar with shotgun shells, they open up and, you know, the inside, you know, it's flat on top, but it's folded down flat, you know, so when it opens up, it it, it actually spreads out longer. And it wouldn't eject. It was a pump shotgun, so I I pulled it back to you know rack the next uh, shotgun shell, and it wouldn't eject. And so you know he's telling me reload that you know they're gonna start jumping. I'm trying to reload and it's stuck in there. So I pull out my pocket knife and I I wedge it out, and then I get the next shell in there and I reload, but nothing jumped. Um, it, I think it was just a solo one. Um, so we, we, I went over there and found it and, uh, yeah, I was so jacked, man. I was like, so, just adrenaline pumping. Um, I, everything happened so fast that it was, it was crazy. So, uh, I go over there, grab the quail and, you know, he's like, all right, you know, that's That's awesome. It's a baby quail. <laughs> it was not that big, but you know, it it's, is what it's, it is. it's a quail, but like, I'm quail. like, I'm thinking about like, this story is amazing. Because it has so many different like levels to it right now. <laughs> so many. Like you're talking about the talking about the shell. First hunt. Yeah. First trigger pull. Um, a bird we're not after. Um, and like like you said like like you said you said how are you supposed to? We know? got there before my uncle and my cousins. You basically. showed up. You're ready. We to roll. showed up. We we parked the truck and there was some daylight left. You know we weren't supposed to start hunting till the next day, but we got there early enough. There was some daylight left. You know, kind of thing, whatever. Uh, and we and we went for a hunt. You know, right <laughs> took before, a little yeah. walk. Yeah, took a walk. And that you know all that stuff, like you said, the layers of it. There's so many layers to the to it adds story up. as kind of being a, it a, adds a newbie, up. a rookie, and just trying to figure it out. And you know, how are you supposed to know? You you you're borrowing a shotgun. You're you're assuming the shotgun shells are all the same. Oh man! There's different sizes, what a different curve. different loads, different things that, that I are thought involved in it. Twenty gauge and twelve gauge was all I needed to yeah, <laughs> so know the difference you know, on the that, box. Right there's a nuance in itself. There's a there's a twenty and then the gauge, shot size, a, you know, four ten gauge, yeah. there's a twelve gauge, right? There's a you know seven and a half and sixteen. There's, there's so all many, sorts, so many different things to it. So it's funny because you're like, how are you supposed to know? Oh yeah, because you're you're just you're excited. You want to go. You want to experience this with the boys. You know your family. It's your family out there. It's your 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 uncle, your cousins, all these different things. So you're going out there. You're you're trying it out. Super alert. Imagine and, your senses. You know. Oh, and then and then to add on the level that you're out on your first hunt the first morning. Well, it wasn't even flush- morning. It wasn't morning. It was the afternoon. No, it was the afternoon. Yeah, because it was before sundown. You know, this is like, we're just showing up like on a Friday afternoon, you know, midday Friday or something. And, uh, and they couldn't get off of work till later, you know? So we got up there a little bit before them. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and you, then we showed up and, you know, you get out there. So there's some sunlight, you know, let's go, let's go, let's get after it. Your first afternoon what? out there. What are we doing? <laughs> and you flush a bird. Single coil. And you shoot it. I mean, I'm... I'm curious. I know my experience, but I'm and not then, curious. You know, you know how I ate that quail? Check this out. So that night, you know, that night, um, my other uncle shows up with my cousins, and then their, I think their other buddy, uh, he shows up. Yeah, 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 he showed up. Um, and they, you know, they they do it with pop up trailers, man. They glamping. 
they glamping <laughs> on the dirt. But um, they 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 showed up and I like I shot a quail. I'm so psyched, right? I pluck and my uncle who got me into the sport. He he taught me how to pluck it. And he's like, all right, I'm gonna pluck this bird for you, but you need to watch me. And this is what you're gonna do from now on. So he he actually you know cleaned it for me the first the first bird, um, and. Uh, I didn't know what I was doing, so I was just watching him. And I'm I'm a hands-on type learner. I need to see it, and I can do it after that. So uh, he plucked it and cleaned it, and you know, did the dirty mess. I was like, ooh, you know, that's what it entails. Like, ooh, <laughs> that's uh, that's pretty wild. It's it is. It's wild. Um, if you've never done it, it's it's a connection you need to have with your food. And if you don't have it yet, I strongly suggest you learn how to clean your own meat and food if that's what you actually eat. If you eat fish, eat, clean your fish, you know. Uh, I, you, it, it, it makes you understand where it comes from sure. and whatnot. So no, it, he did that. I sharpened a stick. I sharpened a stick that they were going to put on the, on the fire, you know. I sharpened it and I stuck that, you know... Uh, Quail breast right right on it, and I cooked it on an open the fire, fire. <laughs> just like that. I wanted my first you know quail or bird or hunt you know food to just be very primal, I guess I wanted it to be very natural, you know just and it probably felt natural in that moment to do it that way, like you just probably I had still, like natural instinct. I still remember that taste, and I'll never forget it. I still remember it very vivid. It was the most moist and tender. It was the best tasting chicken, you know, quotes up. <laughs> it's the best tasting chicken I've ever had in my life. It's... It was moist and I didn't even season it. I just picked it, I shared it, you know, and that actually uh that actually sealed the deal for me. Like I definitely will hunt this type of bird or this I'll do this type of hunting with a shotgun for sure. I don't for, forever. This is so much fun. I don't see how that experience wouldn't lead you to that conclusion because yeah, you know, you you took it full circle and it was your first time out, your first day out, first afternoon out, just a matter of hours. Unbelievable. And so, like, like I said, you took it full circle. But you know, kind of my thing is is like that moment when you flush that bird and it flies in your natural instinct because. Like you said, like you were kind of been given instructions like, hey, pull the trigger. Pull, pull the trigger on, you know, pull, it up, pull yeah. up your gun and, and pull Don't the trigger. hesitate. Don't yeah. hesitate. Yeah. And you, you reacted. And I'm kind of like, I'm, I'm thinking about like what that experience is like. Because like you said, like there's a huge amount of responsibility behind that. Like obviously you went out there with intentions to eat the meal if you, if you dropped oh, absolutely. anything. Absolutely. You, you, your intentions were to eat it. Yeah. But like I'm thinking about like in that moment, that decision, because you are about to, for the first time, connect to your food huh. that was a wild piece of game that was out there trying to survive just as much as you were in that moment. Right. You know, you're trying it to was, survive. It was just And you're going out eat. there. Instead of going to the grocery store to pick up a, a chicken breast, you were going to go out and try to find something that's living, right. surviving, and you were gonna then try to turn that into a meal, and it's just it's a, um, it's a crazy experience. I you know what? Yeah, it, the actually I felt it more when I hunted dove the first time because when I dropped that quail, it it died instantly. It was, I think it was when I hunted quail for the first time or uh, dove, dove, for, the dove for the first time. That's when I actually felt like I was taking a life. Um, because it was still flapping when I walked up to it. You know, when, when you first have to actually stop the breathing of that animal with your bare hands, that is what, you know, that's the first time right there. I have, I have killed a bird at this point, but it was in that moment. It's an intense experience. It is. It absolutely is. You and know I what? Think... But the thing, the thing about it is, you know why you're doing it. For sure. And, I agree. And it's, so I know where my food comes from. Well, I think, I think it's, it's a real moment. And I think that uh, 
there's a lot it's of it's a heavy moment yeah there's a there's a lot of people that that would construe and it's kind of it's a it's a relevant conversation that goes on about hunting in general from from big game to small game whatever it is hunting in general of why would you do that? That's inhumane. You can go to the grocery store and buy oh, the the buy something that was produced. The famous for you argument, to eat. and I and I I don't want to drag us into that. No, but. no, it's but it needs to be talked about. I mean, it's a very very popular conversation and I, nowadays. And but I think we're touching on it right now because that moment when, like you said, you went dove hunting. The symbol of love. The doves are symbols of love, man. Come on. I know. My mom mom was heartbroken, dude. My mom (laughs) was so heartbroken. Someone someone just said that to me. was devastated when I told her I went in the hunt and dove. And and quail. Because she's like, oh, you remember? We (laughs) we used to live in Diamond Bar. uh, So it was up in the hills and there were some hills and stuff. And our backyard was like, you know, we had (laughs) rattlesnakes. We had you know rabbits all all sorts of animals deer going through our backyard and we lived in sub you know a suburb but it was still a part you know of wildlife it was still on the hills um and we had a quail family living in our front yard <laughs> and uh you know the the full the full chicks and everything or you know I don't know what you call baby quail baby quail <laughs> yeah baby quail baby quail came out and <laughs> chicks and whatever the birds and their babies so uh um, you know, they they started living and you know grew up and whatnot. It was so funny, but she was like, "You're gonna hunt those," and I was like, "You know what, mom? If I knew now how well they tasted back then, <laughs> be if I knew back then how well they tasted, I would have been trapping them and I would have caught them somehow. <laughs> like they are delicious, mom. So good. So she, uh, you know, eventually she got over it. But that's an interesting topic as well. No, well, yeah. well. I'm sure there's going to be an episode on that. Yeah, there, there's plenty more to talk about, and that's a that's but a I, you conversation. Know, I I respect life. I don't I don't kill everything in my sight. I actually will pick and choose. Um, and I I would if say, I have the whether it's spearfishing or whether it's uh, hunting on land, I'm you know like what are you what are you going to say when you see a buck, and then a bigger buck? Which one are you going for? You're going for the bigger buck. Because the younger one is probably going to make more babies yeah, and plant more seeds. And, and Yeah, you know, it's For sure. that's that's the, the picking and choosing. Uh, and I it's think, sustainable hunting. I mean, that's kind of what we were, you know, a subject that I wanted to talk about today is responsibility. And But and before think, we get into responsibility, how did you get into <laughs> hunting? Well, no, how did a, you get into land hunting? Yeah, yeah hunting, hunting for me came in... in uh, in a wide variety of different ways. I think that uh, one of the things that uh, I always was interested in was connecting to, to food. And I've always been kind of interested in where your food comes from, what, how you're putting stuff on the table, how you're putting food on the table. I grew up fishing, and fishing was something that it allowed me, we would go catch trout, and I would catch trout, we would cook it up, barbecue it, whatever the case was, and I loved it. But hunting was something different. And actually, you got into it, like you said, you got in, you took your hunter safeties course, and I think we talked about it, and you told me you were doing it. And I was like, oh, crazy. And, you know, none of my family hunts. At, at the time, none of them hunted. So I, my dad didn't hunt. You know, he said that back in the day he would go, they would go shoot rabbits or something. Like they had a property up in the high desert here in Southern California. They would go out, they would go like on that property, they would go just shoot. Same thing you were kind of describing that you did with your your uncles and cousins. And so, but, you know, my dad had these shotguns from back in like the 60s and 70s when he was growing up. And, but he never like exposed them to me. Like I was never around guns. I was never around hunting. Like he didn't. You knew hunt. he had them, but I, yeah, I knew he had them. But it but, was nothing. We didn't go shooting. Right, he never right, took right, me shooting. Right. It was nothing that I was ever introduced yeah, to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and and as I got a little like older, and I kind of got there was just like this sense of like man, like I just am curious about this, and I can't even describe like what the curiosity came from. But I Same was curious. Here, I know what you mean. And so I was super curious about it. It's just in the and back then, of your mind, like totally. something burning there. And I just was like, man, like there's something about this that I'm interested in. And I couldn't place my fingers on it. I really didn't have access to it. 
And I was like, man, I don't know what it is, but I'm interested in this. Hmm. And so I kind of set out on this mission. So I started doing more research. And I came across this this television show, Steve Rinella, The Meat Eater Show. I don't know if anybody's seen it. If you haven't seen it, it's on Netflix. Get on There's it. There's even, even a podcast, Meat Eater Podcast. Steve Rinella has a way of describing hunting and making it accessible well, to the, yeah. like a, the normal average person that isn't the full making. spectrum, the whole process of hunting. He doesn't 100%. just discriminate. He's not just out there like, oh, check this out, what I got in my my crosshairs, you know. No, it's the conversation before that. It's the hiking before that. It's the hiking out from that the process. The process, the gutting of it. I mean, the the skinning everything. I mean, he'll tell you. There's episodes, I mean, he'll go into how to package a full deer and process a full deer. For sure. I mean, sure. That, that to me is the process. And, and so... People I, don't see that. No, they don't they, know they what don't. it takes. And it was my first exposure to it. And I became... And he's a good cook. Oh, he's an amazing cook. And I think actually I found him based on like a cooking show. He had a cooking show on like the Travel Channel or something. And I came across it. That dude is right. I... I fell in love with this show fell in love with the narrative of this it was like it, you it was got just, me on that show and I like I, I was so hooked on it that it just took me deep and then I got into like I started doing more research I'm kind of a researcher I love like digging deep into subjects that just enthrall me and like that was one of them and he took me to another I picked up he like is a writer too a fantastic writer I picked up a couple of his books and it just introduced me to the subject and I just started to kind of like learn more and then I got more into like it's other true. things I started doing more research and I was like man I stumbled across another guy we were talking about earlier uh, Jason Harrison who recently yeah. passed away yep. rest in peace rest in peace the, the Very sad. owner founder of Kuyu which is a hunting apparel brand uh, it's a fantastic brand he was doing it was more blog. so it was more so what the company the, the morals the morals and the what the company was about for sure and that's that's company what culture that that's what got me into real. it is he he did a blog yeah and he wrote about starting the company and he actually was a, the the owner and and founder of another company Sitka Gear which is I own Sitka Gear I wear Sitka Gear I think you so do, do too I. I do fantastic brand fantastic camo they they kind of build lightweight great accessible gear that you could wear anytime but it's great, it's great camo. camo great camo it's camo but it's also mountain apparel or, yeah. that's that's made lightweight that's yeah. made for hiking hunting doing all these different activities Quality. so i got into to reading his blog and it just got me into i'm a gearhead and it got me into the topic even deeper and i was like man and then i found another person a guy named cameron haynes who's like a bow hunter oh, yeah and he's a he's a triathlete like not a triathlete a marathoner now ultra marathoner that is a bow hunter it's crazy kind of came up through the thing and then he if you don't know who he is look him up on instagram super inspirational super dedicated like all about training the snowballs huh and so it like that's what was happening is it just started the just snowballs. leading in and so there's all these characters that are kind of the, the leaders and ambassadors of the hunting world i go i was like man like it was bigger than I just thought. Like you have this perception in your mind of of Bubba drinking beers, well, sitting on a lawn chair, shooting guns at these animals and, and well, not that, being responsible, yeah. not being respectful. But the thing is is we have social media to think for that. Oh, for 100%. You know, because that's, we can, that's, yeah, we can that, just flip It opened up the can of worms for sure. The app on and you could you could type in whatever words and all of a sudden pictures come up. For sure. You know, it just that's what starts to, oh, wow, what's really out there? I can really ac access that and do that. And it's really within my reach. So, and, and that's, we, where, that's where it's, that's where it's, social media is awesome. No, and that, exactly. You know, and there's, I'm not there's saying like the pros and cons of it. Right? Not, yeah, I'm not saying it's... There's the pros and cons to it. And, but the best. So all these characters open up the door for me to be like, man, like it, it opened up my imagination, my dreaming. It opened up everything for me. I was like, man, like... This is awesome. It's way different than I ever thought. It's more than I could have imagined because I, I, as an athlete, I still try to strive to be an athlete. I love to train. I was like, man, like all these guys are training to be athletes so that they can be the ultimate predator, if you will. Right. And so I'm like, 
I love this. This is awesome. <laughs> and so I started, I still train. I love it. And then I started to get into it. And at the same time, you were, you had gone on your first hunt. You came back and told me this, the first story of going out, getting this bird. And I was like, man, I got to do this. So I did the same thing. Bass Pro Shop is about told five you. miles from my house. Yeah, I said, you. I'm going there. Get on it. I went there. I took the hunter safety course. And the hunter safety course is a very generic introductory level, level course that teaches you the safety of hunting, operating a, a firearm, operating, you know, in the, in the mountain, mountain safety. It has just yeah, all the how far you need to be away from a structure, a road, gives you all and the details. all this other stuff. Gives you know? you all the details for sure. And you know, so, it's, it's obvious things, but it's, it's also the fundamentals no, that sure. you need to pound into your mind. Okay. Yeah. Make sure you don't shoot across <laughs> a road and you know what you're shooting behind and keep your hand off the trigger and your muzzle and know where your muzzle's pointing and all that fun stuff, you know, it, but you need to pound it into you your do, brain you because do. you know what? Like even just going target shooting, no, man, there's levels to that. That's, I almost feel like that's even sketchier yeah, that than that is, I don't go to public ranges because no, I don't just, heavy. I just don't trust people. I don't trust people on the road. Why should I trust them with a gun? It's, it's funny. It's, it's true. And so I, I completely live in California. <laughs> no, it's, it's true, man. And so, you know, like to that point, man, we grew up in Southern California. Yeah. I was never exposed to it. It wasn't something my family did. And so I was seeking it out. So I sought out you and your family and my, and I was like right. interested in this and it was like talking to you. And the first time I ever went hunting was with someone we, we brought up in the first podcast, Paul Bird. You know, yeah. I owe a lot to that guy. He was a hunter. Absolutely. And we started talking to him and he invited uh, myself to go on a dove hunt, you know, dove opener. And in California, I think anywhere there's hunting, dove season. Anywhere there's dove, dove. Dove opener. Anywhere there's dove, there's going to be a dove opener. It becomes a tradition. There's something about it. It's fun. It's like people are like, wow, why would well, you go shoot that? There's nothing there. There's no, it's just a small animal. But it's just something they're, that's so amazing. They're delicious. So good. They're delicious. So fun to do. So hard to shoot. And just so much fun. I guess you can mess them up cooking, but it's kind of <laughs> hard. There's a, there's preparation to it. There's a prep. And so we we took a trip down to the Imperial Valley here in Southern California near the yeah. Salton Sea. It's like Southeast California. Um, we went Very down south. there. Very south. <laughs> and I... In preparation, I called my dad. I knew he had these guns. He's like, "Hey, Pops, yeah, I've got this. That. I've got this gun." And he's like, "You're more than welcome to take it out." So I go pick it up. It's a Remington 870 Wingmaster, which is a great gun. It's a great, perfect Classic. hunting gun. Classic gun. He's had it. It's like from 1970, like literally, original gun that he had Jeez. in immaculate condition. And I'm like, "Yep, I'm taking this out." Oh my god! Dude. So I take that. Saying I go to like Bass Pro Shop, I looked and saw the chamber size and realized uh, that it was, it was two and three quarters. Someone gave me a cheat sheet. I got, I got my hands on the gun Dang before it. I went out and took it out. <laughs> so I went, cheat picked up some sheet. shells. We went down to the Imperial Valley. No idea what's going on. We get down there late night, the night before the opening day. Paul didn't tell you nothing, huh? No idea what's going on. No idea what's going on. Oh, man. You know, wear some camo, bring your gun, bring some shells, be ready to shoot. So we meet up down there. We go. It's like get up at like 2 o'clock in the morning the next day. I know what to expect. Yeah, I have no idea. No idea what's going on. We're up at 2 a.m. We drive up to the spot. We set up super early. We're there in the spot at like 4 o'clock in the morning. Pitch black. I have no idea where we are, what's going on. Just in the dark in the middle of the desert. Yeah. As soon as there is... The hint of light. You know, I think it's. I think it's like. What is it? Fifteen no, minutes. 30, 30, Thirty minutes before. Thirty minutes before sunrise. sunrise. Thirty minutes before sunrise. Yeah. Is legal shooting time. Yeah, something like that. Literally, yeah. I'm looking at my watch, going like, "All right, like it's it's thirty one minutes, and then seven. The, all of a sudden, six, yeah, five starts to happen. Five. The countdown was on, and I had no idea. Granted, I'm sitting in like. Leaned up in a bush, just like, I have no idea what's about to happen. You hear the first shot in the distance. And then before you know it, it's like you're like in a war zone, like a war-torn country. 
there are just <laughs> shotgun shells going off. I'm still sitting in this bush. So I haven't good. seen a bird fly by yet. And I'm thinking to myself, like, what, what? is going on right now? What is happening? And so a bird flies by. And I'm like looking and I have the gun. I don't have the reaction you had. You had, you had the foresight to actually pull the gun and shoot. I don't shoot. I'm literally holding the gun in my hands, like pointed at the ground still. Watch this bird fly by. And I'm just like, oh, I think that's a dove. Yeah, that's a dove. I was supposed to shoot that. I think I was supposed to shoot at that. It goes by. And then I hear like one of my partners that's down the way, Paul, shoots at the bird, hits it, drops it. And then I see like 10 more birds start to fly by. Again, don't fucking pull the trigger. Let these birds fly by. Paul shoots again. He drops two more birds. So he gets three oh birds in his three shots. And then he yells at me, Fucking shoot, you idiot! <laughs> Fucking shoot! What are you doing? Shoot! Shoot! This sounds like me uh, tuna diving. <laughs> dive! So, yeah, exactly. Fucking it's the same, same kind. I have no idea what's oh, happening. Oh, Jesus. So then another set of birds fly oh. by. When, when people start cussing at you, you get your ass in Yeah, you, you, you might, like, all of a sudden, like, it switched. But you, I was in you, awe. Yeah. I didn't... I was in such awe, and it was my first experience. Like you said, like looking down the, I didn't even look down the barrel of the gun. Pull the trigger, baby. But it just wasn't even, wasn't even there yet, and just was watching it, just absorbing it, just observing what was going on, and just having it happen. And then the next set of birds come by, after it yelled at me and kind of set me. All of a sudden, like it clicked, like game time, and I pulled up and uh, I picked the bird out of this set of birds flying by. And just like you said, just kind of followed it, got it lined up, and shot, and dropped one, and was like, "Whoa!" Like, <laughs> I hit it. Like, I hit it. And Reality. I remember, like, looking, and and Amy was <coughs> was with me. I'm looking at her, like, "Oh my god, I hit one!" <laughs> and I, like, it was a kind of a field that was in front of us, yeah, and we were kind yeah. of sitting in some bushes, yeah. and and I ran out there. And I grabbed it and just like looked at it and was like, dude, oh, like heavy. Like yeah. I just shot this. It was just flying. Damn. I shot it. It was warm. Yeah. You know, like it's yeah. all these realities. It was warm. I was like, whoa, like it was bleeding. It was, it was dead, yeah. but yeah. it was, it was bleeding still. I was like, sure. man, whoa. Yeah. And then again, like here comes the next set of birds. I put it in my bag and I ran back to my spot and there we were off you know game on like i was like it had happened it was like set it on and we went and we had a good day i got a couple birds not very many i was not it definitely wasn't a good shot like you know we hadn't been very practicing i think you know had shot a gun maybe a couple times before that or shotgun with like moving targets a couple times before that in preparation and uh you know we went and and it was it was amazing you know kind of set the tone and 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 myself amy paul we were hooked and Paul, Paul's been hunting for a long time and he was hooked and you know, we had this, got these birds, everyone had, you know, Paul limited out, another guy that was with us limited out, you know, we, Amy and I got a couple and uh, you know, we were staying down there and uh, kind of the, the, one of my favorite parts of dove hunting is you're done by 9 a.m. It's a hundred, <laughs> it's 110 degrees outside Yes. and you're done, it's but you know, like you're like, all right, like, well, here we are, we're done. And now like, before you know it, like you just put the guns away, the birds kind of settle down and get dispersed and they stop flying literally from 6am to 9am is like the hunt. 9am is even late, you know, like at that point, but you're done. You're kind of like start replaying, telling the stories of that one that got away or the one you got this and that. You start telling the stories. I shot that one. No, I did. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, you that, stole all my those, bird. All those stories start happening. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, we cracked a beer, you know, right there in the field and drank a beer and just yep. kind of were telling the stories. And, and uh, you know, we went back to to the hotel. We were staying down in, you know, the Imperial Valley in some, like, you know, Brawley, California. So if you Google Brawley, California, there's not much going on there. Good, good Lord. Other than dove hunting. And so we went back to the hotel. They had a pool. Um, we went back there. All Everybody's down there is hunting met a bunch of other hunters kind of reliving the story the camaraderie of the day of just random people you've never met you probably never see again but you're all stoked you're having a great day you're telling the stories of your hunt you're exchanging where you went how the day was what was playing out and uh that was your anchor 
Oh, it was. And then, you know, the, the, set your the, anchor. the thing that really set it, that, that hooked it, 100% is we cleaned the birds, went through some bathing suits on our trunks, went out to the pool. They had some barbecues out at the pool. And we barbecued the dove that we caught, oh, yeah. you know, six, seven hours earlier, fresh, just cleaned it, put it on the grill. We made like jalapeno popper, dove poppers, if you will. So we took like a jalapeno, right. cut it in half put some cream cheese in the jalapeno, put the dove on there, wrapped it in bacon, put it on the barbecue, and uh, that was crazy. just started eating. And like, amazing, like you're just, you know, you're fading a couple beers, and you're just catching a little buzz, and you're having a great time. It's 110 degrees outside. But you everybody, care. Everybody there was a hunter. You know, met some other guys that like, some guy had gone on like a bear hunt the year before, and had some bear uh, ground bear and had made burgers with it and was sharing it with Jeez. everybody else out there and That's you know what it's all about having you know he's bringing bringing it around sharing it with everybody there we'd never met this guy you spark a conversation you're talking to him and it was like this you know we grew up you know you and i played soccer together growing up and yeah. uh you know i'm a team sport guy and there was this level of like camaraderie and like oneness with everybody there and everybody was stoked and you know why everyone can be super competitive when you're you're going hunting to get to your spot or get to your place no one wants to share before but then after the hunt's done everybody wants to share their experience everyone wants to share the meal everybody wants to share what just transpired and and once that happened it took me to a whole nother level i was hooked and so all the research I'd done, you guys like Steve Brunella, Cameron Haynes, Jason Harrison, it, it put me, and I just went deeper into it and started to like, you know, like absorb everything I could about the sport, about the industry. And just, you know, I'm a gear junkie. I think both of us are. Both of and us. then I started just doing research about this, that, and the other. And it just like has become kind of an obsession and, and it, it really took over. And it was just one of those things that it, you know, it was... I, while it wasn't family, it wasn't a family tradition for me, I sought it out and somehow the opportunity was presented to me because I saw I was seeking this opportunity and was like, willed it into happening and found it and it happened. And, and I have you to thank because like, you got into it before me, was talking to you. I was like jealous because you went out and did it and like made it happen. And I was like, made well, it happen. But you got me into spearfishing. Yeah, no, I mean, it's all, it all, it's all reciprocal, right? Yeah, you and Amy got me into spearfishing, so, But know. But I think, like, from there, it spawned into other things. Like, then, then you and I, like, started kind of, like, going, like, we've been quail hunting. Uh, I can't even count the many times we've been. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, I don't know, like, we, we were talking Great about it bird. before. Like, quail, like, what's your favorite, what's your favorite... Here's the thing Small about... Small game to, to hunt now. Well, here's the thing about quail. Is you hike with a shotgun. If you don't like hiking with a <laughs> shotgun, you don't belong out there in those hills. <laughs> so the cool thing is, is you know, you, you just go out there and you flush birds and they just pop up sometimes right next to you. It's amazing. They just hold their uh their ground until they're fully i guess uh just scared until they're like nope oh i can't take it no more and they, <laughs> yeah, just... they fly away <clears throat> no yeah. i mean that's like i, I think <clears throat> they just i would bounce. love i think like you know we're, we've got plenty of quail's plenty my of favorite um, quail's amazing tur- turkey's really hard turkey's a, a fun experience I've turkey's only, really really hard i've only been once and uh had a great experience turkey's very hard great experience doing that and you know it just turkey's like, my second favorite if not like it's just a unique the unique thing is experience okay so i had i had one of those uh lures you know sent to me with turkey and now i'm hooked um <laughs> uh, my my old buddy uh I guess I can say his first name. My old buddy Daryl. Legend, by Le- the way. Yeah. Legend, by the way. Yeah. Daryl's amazing. I mean, we all have to thank Daryl. And like we can, we can cheers to Daryl uh, because Daryl was an amazing to Cheers to Daryl. Moved away, so he's no longer here in California. Yeah, he accessible moved, to us. But. He moved back to his hometown. 
or home state, I should say, not his hometown, but his home state back east, and uh, he's happy, he's hunting, he's doing his thing. thing, He's He's, living the dream now, man. He's he's living the dream. He's in his happy place. He's living his dream, and uh, yeah, so he was my hunting buddy out here, like you know, and you know, you're still my hunting buddy too, but... Don't be jealous. No, Daryl. Daryl was Daryl was the mentor. Just don't get jealous, and Jason. Daryl okay. brought us up, and, and <laughs> he showed he showed me as many times as I went hunting with him. Yeah, he showed yeah, me yeah, the yeah. way. Can't and, get jealous, bro. No, nah, man. I mean, don't get jealous. No jealousy so, because I have so much to owe to that. Guy. He was my hunting yeah. buddy, though. He was he the mentor. He was dude. my he was go-to. Guy, dude, sure. Hey, Daryl, what are we doing this Saturday? Well, I hope we hunting birds. That's what he would say. <laughs> I hope we're gonna scare some birds, and so. <laughs> Uh, Daryl, Daryl was awesome, and, uh, he put me on this one turkey spot, and we cannot say on the air <laughs> what it is, but, um, yeah, this, this turkey spot, the first time I ever, so he, he actually hunted a turkey and actually, you know, harvested a turkey, got one, got a Jake, and a Jake is, a about a one-year-old turkey, um, and a three-year-old turkey is a super old turkey. So for people that don't think a, oh a one year old is just so baby no no that's oh it's a that's it's definitely a, a mature bird it's um, a breeding mature bull or bird bird yeah. for sure so uh, yeah th- this was a Jake he shot and got and um, this was you know some years back and he uh, he said hey you want to come let's go so we went the very next weekend the very next weekend out. And, uh, you know, I'm in full camo. He told me what they looked for. So I went to Bass Pro Shop. <laughs> and loaded up on Damn, some gear. keep talking about Bass Pro. Um, <laughs> plug for Bass Pro Shop. Yeah, I guess it's a plug. <laughs> um, which they're not paying us for. Uh, so I went there. Hey, I'm going turkey hunting. I need to cover up. So I got a, you know, face gilly mask no not a gilly no just uh yeah just like a neck buff that's like camo, no it was like, a full head, oh, full head. just <laughs> like just leaving the eyes you like know like a baklava like a yeah just but just the eyes just the <laughs> eyes but it was a net netted kind of thing with camo print so anyways it was breathable and whatnot i, f- I figured this is going to be good and i have my regular camo so we go out there and we set up and as soon as we get to a tree he says, all right, sit down right here and, you know, kind of just, like, we're going to be looking out that way. It's super dark, you know? We show up with, like, our uh, our headlamps kind of thing, you know? And um, all of a sudden, he goes out there to set out a decoy. And uh, and he, he, he sets out a decoy, and all of a sudden, we spook a, a female. We spook a hen. She flaps out of the tree right above us and just go straight down in front of us in this open field that we saw um scared the freaking crap out of me dude it was so loud and once again you know every hunt i do every different species i do i'm learning something new so oh, that's what it's all about is 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 the experience and you know we're so novice in it but it's like learning what that is so uh, i i had no idea that they that the turkey were able to be up in trees i had no idea they slept in trees they, yeah, they, they are, roost they're, man they're they roost like 20 feet in the air in trees i'm like what the so this thing like like flaps down it's super loud <laughs> I th- I thought like something was falling on me. Pterodactyl I'm, I'm, or something. Yeah, pterodactyl, dude. We were in Jurassic Park. <clears throat> so basically, I I got freaked out and uh, I was like, Daryl, what the fuck was that? And he was just like, That was a hen. We just spooked her out of the roost. And I was like, What? They're up in the trees? And he's just like, Yeah, man. That's where they sleep. So. Daryl, you should have told me this. Before, you know? like, it wouldn't have scared the shit out of me if it if it, if I knew. So yeah, you know they they sleep up in the trees. They come down. That day was amazing. Okay, that day we heard multiple gobblers going off. 
we counted up to six gobblers going off at one time. No way. Different, different echoes, different, like, they were at different ranges. You can, different directions. I can say, like, there's gobbler. There's gobbler. There's gobbler. Wow. Like, you're whispering, like, Daryl, what are we doing here? He's like, don't fucking move. <laughs> just, you just stay. We're calling him in. So he, he kept calling. We didn't get nothing that day. I didn't see any turkey that day. But how but how powerful was that experience? I am so hooked on hunt, hunting turkey. I'm so hooked on it. I, oh my god, I can't wait for my first turkey. And I think like I cannot know, wait. Kind of like I keep coming. I still up. haven't gotten one, but for I'm sure, okay man. with that. I I keep going back to like. <clears> I'm gonna crack a beer. Yeah, we should crack another beer. Cheers, buddy. Cheers. But uh, I keep coming back to the 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 characters that you meet within in this this world and in, in the camaraderie i mean i keep to me maybe that's kind of where i kind of keep coming back to and why i always go back i can't tell you how many times i've been hunting and been unsuccessful but they're all memorable you always remember your first they're though. always there no for sure but you I always remember, remember your first, first. Like, i'm never gonna forget that and and that's kind of that's what, what gets sets, you hooked that's what sets the hook for sure and but I keep going back to like, you know, like I went on a turkey hunt with you and Daryl and it was probably one of the right. most fun experiences Don't you I've ever talk had. talk about that spot. So much fun. <laughs> so much fun though. And like just going down there that whole day, that I can remember, I remember every single detail of that. And this was, you know, probably, you know, five, five years ago, six years ago, it was a while ago. And it was then. well into the season, so... We yeah, didn't, was, we didn't even get to hear. No, and they, but you know we heard heard a the symphony a big big turkey calling. Yeah, and, you know it just was was an amazing experience, and, and you know I just once you hear that turkey call, it's amazing. Huh? No, it's addicting, and then you know it's like the game. It's like such a such a game, you know, and, and to just try to outwit an animal, and uh, and all these little little like nuances yeah. that go along with it, and, and you know it's just funny because. You know, like, there's all these different people that you come across that are teaching you different things. And, you know, we've been fortunate to have a couple in our lives. And, like, I, I think about, like, your uncle is one of them that I ever, every time I see the guy, I'm always pumped to talk to him about the stories. And we just exchange stories oh, about what's going on. So good. Daryl, you know, Daryl. Another guy that, the man. that we we're interested to talk to. And then, I, you know, on the, on the level of, like, people that I don't know that are on social media, that are on the internet, on YouTube or whatever, that got me into it. And I didn't know them, but they were sharing their experience and it hooked me. And I was like, man, and I learned so much from watching that and doing that. And just now I'm out there trying to do it. And it just took me to this whole nother level. And it was like, it's just weird because, you know, like I said, it's like the, the origin story of it. And like these, these people also, are sharing the the responsibility aspect of what's going on out there and like what we're doing and like going out there hunting, taking an animal and then turning it into food. And then they're teaching you that at the same time. They're teaching you the respect that this I don't know, I don't want to call it a sport, this this pursuit Yeah, I don't want to call it a sport no, it's not either. A sport. It's, it's not a pursuit. Sport. The sport kind of seems like you're not you're not eating what you kill. No, and that's what that's that's probably the the most important part. I would it's, say for both of us. This is not a you know? sport. This is a, you know, this is a way of life. No, I. It's You're funny. Hunting. It's funny. I'm thinking back life. to a story that the the first time, ever went quail hunting, was actually with you and Daryl. Right. We right. went to an, an an unnamed place. Yeah. And well, we went. It's named, but not not <laughs> here tonight. We we went. <laughs> We went to a place and love being uh, secretive. We we went up there and amazing day, you know, like it was one of those things like you're talking about. We went out there. It was so good. We hiked, hiking in, in an alpine area. If yeah. I'm, I don't want to give too much away, but it was yeah. an alpine area. Hiking around, and uh, we no idea again. No, my first time quail hunting. Carrying around a, a 12 gauge shotgun, hiking through some thick brush, rocks, tree branches, climbing over hills, all this stuff, yeah. hills, hiking. We're at we're at elevation, hiking around, and uh, 
you know, Daryl was so tuned in. He goes. We were probably um, like at thirty thousand feet yeah, elevation. Something like that. Yeah, something 30, like that. Thirty thousand feet, right? You know, like <laughs> we're up feet. there. So, <laughs> Daryl, he is so tuned in. I'm walking like with him, like next to him, and I think you and Amy were walking together, yeah. and Daryl and I were walking together, and he all of a sudden goes, "Hurry!" He he says, "Hurry, hurry!" And I'm like, what? And he's like, walk fast, walk fast. There's some birds right there. And then I hear you down the way, like you're probably 50 yards away going, here they are, here they are. Hurry, hurry, hurry. And we come rolling up on some birds. Dude, you just like flashbacked me. And you you visualize it, right? You're visualizing exactly. You know exactly what I'm describing. close my eyes and see it. It's so crazy. And so we come rolling up to that spot and pop, 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 pop. You know, you guys all get off some shots. I think I got one shot off. I, you know, I didn't even know what was going on. It was just so fast. And I remember Daryl dropped, dropped two birds. Yeah. And we kind of were like, it was chaos. And the, the birds all flushed and they flew. Pull the trigger, far, yeah, baby. As far away as they could. They flew. Those oh, birds flew man. away. man. You got to pull the trigger. And those, the birds quail for whatever reason. They're, they're a walking species. They don't, they fly. They but jump they, straight up like ten feet in the air, and then they have like rocket boosters. They just take and they off fly, and they go they, in whatever direction they're facing. Somehow they know how to get themselves between oh, a man. tree, a branch, amazing, a, a bush, whatever it is in front of them and the the your shotgun. They know how to get cover as soon as they take off and fly. Amazing and it bird. happens so fast; it's literally a split second, and it's the most intense. Crazy situation that happens, second. and it happens in a split second, yeah, and then it's done, right. and then it's you're calm right. again. And so I remember that's a that really good observation, actually. It's <laughs> chaos. It's, it's chaos. It's a split second. It's a split second decision, and you have to. You react. hear that sound? Yep, that's exactly. That's a great noise. And once you hear that noise, you better be ready, and you have to react as fast as you can because they could be flying. They're gone. Anyway, any direction, any direction, any any height. And you got to be ready to pick them up and go. And if you're not ready to pull the trigger, they're going to get away and you're going to miss. Like a herring jet. They just, <laughs> they take they just off. go straight up and take off. And so I remember Daryl got two birds and freaking amazing. He got two birds on that one go. What's Daryl? We, uh, Daryl then picks his two birds up and says, all right, come sit over here. And we sat in some brush and Daryl pulled out a quail call and started to call. And the call is kind of like a perfect. Like it's, I like to say it's like saying Chicago, but it's in bird no, language. No, I think it. I think they're saying you can't shoot. You can't shoot. <laughs> that's what, that's can't, exactly what they're saying. Because you miss a lot when that's you go. <laughs> that's what they're saying to me. That's for damn sure. You can't shoot. You can't shoot. You can't shoot. So Daryl starts to call, and it's literally. On. Literally, the birds are responding to his call. Oh, it's beautiful. Literally oh. responding to his call. So now Daryl, with his quail call... You're going to give me goosebumps, okay? It's happening, okay. It's happening, man. You're going to give me goosebumps. So Daryl starts to have a conversation with this all these quail that we've just dispersed amongst this mountainside. Well, so basically what you did was you busted a covey, yep. or we busted yep. a covey yep. that day. So a covey of quail is a bunch of quail... So, a school of fish, well, we have a covey of quail. And a covey is a lot of uh, birds that, you know, jumped up and flew away in all different directions. So, you busted a covey. And And their whole mission now, now that they've been busted, is is they want to group back together. Get back together. And And start calling. And so, you start calling and... By calling them... Impersonating them. Yeah, you're impersonating a member of their group. Saying, Help! (laughs) <laughs> yeah, help me. Where am I? Where, where, where are, are you, you guys? Where I need help. And so I just remember, you know, sitting in this this little brush and all of us were sitting together being as quiet as possible. And uh That's not possible. Daryl was communicating with this covey and we sat there and he was like he was giving us instructions. He said, Alright, hang tight, let's let him settle. And then he was having the conversation. Would call again, find out where they were, and then after a while, got everybody. They we settled down. The birds settled down. He called again, kind of got they 
they indicated their location, and we went to go chase them down again. Right. And uh, we're walking in a line, all four of us, about 20 yards apart, towards this covey of birds that we had just dispersed amongst this mountainside, and now we're in pursuit again. And it was such a such a fun experience because, you know, we a minute before we're sitting there, listening to him, super excited, super excited. Daryl's calling him. You know, it's kind of just like anticipation for what's about to happen. You're going up and down these mountainsides. It's yeah. literally like forty five degree like hillsides that you're you're scrambling up. There's brush that's head high. You're pushing through it with your shotgun. You're looking for these birds. We end up flushing them again. Unfortunately, don't get a bird, but Daryl had those those two birds in hand. What's that that phrase? Uh, two birds in hand is better than, than two in the bush, something like that. I don't know. <laughs> no, no, a, bird, a bird in hand is worth <laughs> ten in the bush, I think is, is the phrase in the saying. <laughs> That'll work. That'll yeah, work yeah, though. Enough, two, right? in the hand, two in the hand. Two in the hand is better than one. Than 20, in the, 20 in the bush, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, there are 20 in the bush. <laughs> so. At any rate, you know, we, <laughs> the day kind of continues all morning just like this. Yeah, you're we're, chasing we're, the birds. We're chasing the birds around. We're calling them back and forth. Such a, a, a good experience. Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, the day wraps up and, you know, we go back to the truck. and Part of the hooks. You know. Yeah. What, fully, fully hooked. And, uh, you know, Daryl yeah. ended up gifting these birds to, to Amy and I and just was like yeah. he was sharing the experience we didn't get birds he was the only one to get birds it was our first time out quail hunting he gives Amy and I these two birds he teaches how he teaches us how to de-feather them how to de-skin them right de-breast them yeah you know gets it ready for us he sends us home with these these two quail we go home Amy and I prepare a meal with these things. I remember that meal specifically. I remember coming home wearing my camel pretty much all day. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I remember we like breaded them, we fried them up, we made some sauce, we like, you know, made this whole meal for them and had them for lunch. Yeah. And it was such a special meal. And like, just thinking about like, Daryl didn't have to share that with us. He didn't have to give us the birds. He could have went home. He could have enjoyed them. Yeah. But he knew it was our first day out quail hunting, and he and he shared it with us. And it was like, you know, we keep saying that's why he was we our, do it. He was our mentor. That's he was our guy. It. it was it was everything. Yeah. He shared that experience with us. It just it left such a moment with me, and I think that's kind of like to go full circle. That's kind of the whole reason, and then those moments are what kind of keep us going back. And you know, I think about my success level hunting is is so low. But every time I go back for that special moment, I want to share that experience with, with another friend that's interested and has the same ideas of pursuit for me. And, you know, I thank Daryl. I thank you. You know, you freaking, like I said, like early on, you got me into this and it just means so much. And I can't wait for all the other experiences that, that we're going to come up with and, and do over time. And it's just so much fun. Oh, yeah. I can't wait for those too. Yeah, absolutely. Just, I mean, I think about the, you know, spearfishing side. You know, I get, you know, like you say, I got you into the land hunting side. Well, you got me into the, the to the spearfishing side in the ocean. Um, you know, so I thank you equally the same. Um, and what's crazy is what really trips me out about the whole thing is, you know, we were friends before then. And, you know, we had our, you know, growing apart, you know, there was no malicious intent there it's just you know you just living your life right the everyone things, grows things apart, yeah, yeah. you know and sure. high school and in college and stuff you know <clears throat> and like you said uh earlier um i mean even before we started recording you know we just came back together and that was a pretty cool thing uh and what's really really cool for me past that is the fact that we can actually teach each other different things. <laughs> Dude, just sharing the whole time, You're like, right? Hey, check out this thing about the ocean. And I was like, Well, hey, check out this thing about the feathers. <laughs> you know? These these birds taste good. And you're like, these fish taste good. So, and it's and it's going it's going both ways. And now sure, now man. look how it's uh it for sure. blossomed. It's growing into into something else and you know it's like so fun to kind of share it and I think that's why we Well the thing about sharing is what you're sharing. We're sharing 
the food we go out there and catch. For sure, man. And that's why we're, uh, that's, that's really why we're doing this podcast, dude. It's what um, it's all about. Is to talk about the, the things we share. Um, eventually we're going to have guests on, um, don't worry guys, uh, we're <laughs> yeah, going to have, we're going to have getting, people on. You're getting our stories rambling on about yeah. all our stories, but we can't wait to There's bring just the new, beginning. new things for everybody else. But you know, kind of like, it's funny because we've sat around how many campfires and, and we tell these stories. A lot. And, uh, we're know. tired of hearing our own stories. We need to hear other <laughs> uh, people's I don't know about stories. you, man. I'll speak for myself. I love telling my stories. Man. I love telling my stories. Well, you, your stories, you know, the, the fish get bigger and, you know, the quail get bigger, which is weird, you know, but your stories, you know, they embellish. No, it's, uh, it's all about having fun and I can't wait to keep yeah. telling these stories, yeah. keep getting into it. I'm joking, by the way. You're, Appreciate you're it again. Okay. It was so, so much fun. And, uh, you know, that was kind of just a scratching the surface for kind of what's to come and, and yeah. what we're doing and what we're talking about. But thanks for listening again. Yeah, it's all about safety first, everyone. <laughs> um, know where you're shooting, whether it's a spear gun. Shoot or don't shoot. Bow, shotgun, rifle, doesn't matter. Spear pole, doesn't matter. Uh, know where you're shooting, everyone. <laughs> safety first. Um, that's definitely going to be our, uh, priority number one. Safety pri- first. Yeah. <laughs> priority number one. Well, um, but yeah, you know, cheers, man. I appreciate doing this again. Always fun until next time. We need, re- we, need, we eventually need to move up to glasses and not, not, coo- not koozie aluminum can beers. Koozie, we gotta step our game we, up we need bit. to have a clink for the cheers, you know, yeah, I think man. we need to do that next time. We'll, we'll do that next All time. Right, for we'll sure. step our game up. Yeah, man. Next time. Check All us right. out. Check Free us Range out. Tales podcast. Listen for the clink coming at you live with a clink. Take it easy. <laughs>